Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Good morning, Unity of Fairfax at all. I know that there are many folks out there, not necessarily um, members or even associated with Unity of Fairfax, and I welcome you, and I welcome my friends and colleagues of Unity of Fairfax. I'm very grateful to be here. I always am grateful to be with you, and um, I think part of that gratitude comes from the fact that this community has always, always supported me in a myriad of ways, one of which I happen to be wearing, and I wear it whenever I have um, meditation, or I'm going to speak about prayer. And prayer is one of my favorite subjects because it is so complicated, and we have made it complicated. There's nothing really complicated about prayer. What we have done is made it so, we human beings. But let me back up for just a minute and once again thank Unity of Fairfax. That's why I wore this in addition to the fact that I would be speaking about prayer, because you gave it to me. When did you give it to me? You gave it to me when I went off to ministerial school. Yes, it was lovely. We had a nice little party, and this was my marvelous gift. If you can see this as I move over here, and it sparkles, and it's just divine, and I love it. Um, and so, having said that, I want you to know that the reason that I use it in my prayer and meditation is it brings me right back home to who I am, where I came from, and that I actually learned more about prayer and the um, experience of prayer, as well as the practice of prayer, right here. And that's very important to me to express to you, so that you understand the meaning that it, that has for me. Having said all that, I am going to venture into this new way of looking at prayer. Prayer is a subject that obviously we all have taken a good look at. And what I always marvel at is Jesus, our way shower, was a man of few prayers publicly. If he prayed privately, I certainly didn't know about it, except until we got to Gethsemane. And when he also told folks, don't go off and pray in public. Do not stand on street corners and start praying. He was a man who, who said his prayers uh, privately from a consciousness of knowing he was um, a demonstration of the Christ potential we all have. And that is very important in the keys that I'm going to speak to you about this morning, about prayer. And then once I'm uh, finished with my ideas as far as prayer, and also speaking to you from the notes and the work of, of course, Eric Butterworth, one of my, my very favorites, and um, Walter Starkey, who some of you may or may not know. I've used him before, I think, here. Um, Walter Starkey wrote, It's All God. And that kind of sums up Walter's book, It's All God. And um, I say that. Walter Starkey was a friend of, um, oh, my other fellow, Goldsmith. Goldsmith. 
And they uh, both were very interesting, and I recommend their works to all of you if you haven't, are not familiar with either one of them. And Walter Starkey has a point about, we reach a time in our prayer work where we get beyond prayer. And this is, I'm, I'm actually starting here with the ending to the beginning. We become prayer. We are prayer. We are walking, talking prayer. And I've always liked that about him because he recognized that it's in the demonstration. And the demonstration doesn't have to be a noisy prayer. In my younger ministerial days, I was a very noisy prayer maker. Um, give me a hallelujah and I would take it. Give me an amen and I'd be smacking somebody or myself upside the head. And I love to pray out loud. Now, I never thought to ask the people that I was with, did you like that prayer? Did that prayer work for you? Well, of course it didn't work for them. It worked for me. That's why I was where I was coming at it from. It was one of those sandy prayers, a self-centered prayer, a prayer about what I want and what's important to me, and I hope you like it too, because I'm taking you right along with me. Today, even though I just made that rather noisy little uh, verbal epistle, my prayer work is largely without words, and I'm submitting that to you for consideration. That's it. I'm not here to make judgments to say that we've thought up something brand new, because that's not a brand new concept, people. That's been around for thousands of years. We have prayer uh, practices in unity that I think are very valuable. Five-step prayer method, affirmations and denials are all very good tools. Okay, we confuse the fact that they are tools. They are not going to get you in the door to prayer. There's only one thing that gets you in the door to the God of your being, and that is you and your intention. What is your intention in prayer? Is it to check off how many affirmations you can say about healing in a minute? Is it to tell everyone that you prayed today or tomorrow or the next day or how many times you pray? No, and you all know that, although I hear it over and over again. Prayer, and then also we can slide right over into meditation, has been somehow through, um, I'll just call it religion for lack of a better word, been put in the box of being somewhat pious, if you want to know my take on it. It's, do we fold our hands, do we bow our head and close our eyes? And that makes it a real prayer. And oh, by the way, while I'm in there doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I think I'll speak to God and ask him about my problem I have with my son or my daughter or my husband or whatever my problem is. And folks, today the world has enormous challenges. I didn't say problems, did I? I said challenges. And I know that some of you don't like that word necessarily. You think it kind of um, slicks up what's going on in the world and wraps it up into something that's not real. I trust you, my friends, to know that when you're coming from a consciousness of God, when you are praying from God, not to God, it's a challenge, yes, but it's not insurmountable. And very often we try and wrap our problems in the insurmountability of can't be done, can't find a place, or ain't it awful, isn't it terrible? You can be in terrible and awful. Yes, I can be in terrible and awful. 
but I don't want to stay there. And prayer is my way, as Starkey would say, of getting free of the limitations we set in our minds and in our bodies. It is through understanding that we have the Christ potential within each of us. If we pray from that consciousness, we are on the ultimate level of consciousness. We are coming from a consciousness that knows only good, that knows only good, does not know the sorrow, the sadness, the suffering that we bring on ourselves. Am I speaking anything that's new to you? No. Here's what's new. I'm asking you to consider the following as it relates to prayer. I'm asking you to remember to pray from a consciousness of prayer. I'm asking you to believe that your very breath is a collective prayer for our planet. Why? Because we are all connected. And that prayer, that consciousness of each and every breath, understanding that connection, that connection to our world, to the universe, not just our planet, is God, is the God of our being, the very breath of life, if you will. Now, how do we get there, some of you may say. Oh, my goodness. Allow it to happen, for starters. Do you allow the consciousness of God to be in you to its fullest extent? I don't know about you, but I have sometimes trouble with that. I have to work on that. And that's what my prayer practice is now about. When we are in meditation, we are in the silence. That's the second thing I'd like us to understand. Meditation is a word that's thrown around very loosely. And it's jammed in between a front end and a back end, usually. And we call an introduction, we have relaxation, but do we ever have illumination or realization, which is one of the steps of the five-step prayer process? I don't know. Only you can answer that. That, my friends, is pure alignment. It is the vehicle, the mental construct and exercise of prayer that gets us into, if we allow, if we make room for it, a consciousness of God. And it is from that consciousness we demonstrate what is ours, that why are we here in this world? I would, number three, also say, do not go into prayer, please, with a laundry list of your problems for Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. We all have been taught in unity not to do beseeching prayer, but I know I've gone in the back door a couple of times with my little list of here's what's bothering me today and here's what's on fire. Could you help God? Could you calm me down? There is no God that calms us down. We calm ourselves down by believing in God, in the God of our very being. So I, I wish to make those distinctions and those differences because what we're looking for here is going beyond prayer, going to the illumination that comes from prayer, the essence of prayer, of a prayer consciousness. I can give you, as can any minister, any teacher, all the tools for prayer that you will ever need. And most of us in unity have gone over those tools many, many times. 
What happens with some of those tools is the tools become the prayer or what we think is the prayer. And all they are are tools to get us to what? To the realization that we are one with spirit. To our oneness, that is the ultimate prayer. Have you experienced your oneness with God? Do you know what that is? And do you understand that prayer, as I see it, and I'm not alone in this, and it's not a new teaching, is a vehicle to get to a realization of our oneness with God. It is huge, and it is with that oneness comes an eternal freedom. We loose the bonds or the boundaries that we put in our minds, our limitations are free when we sit in a consciousness of oneness, of knowing. And when we do that, when the next challenge comes over the ridge, and it will, and there will be extraordinary challenges as some of us are facing now, and as all of us will quickly tell you we have, and here's my story, what do you do with that? Do you Sit in a consciousness of oneness with God. Do you go and allow yourself to be in that consciousness? Or do you pretty much say, well, I prayed on it today, and I'll pray on it again tomorrow. Is that your intent? Is your intent simply to pray on it today and simply to pray on it tomorrow? Because, my friends, I don't think that that's what we're about at all. I really don't. I did at one time, but I don't any longer. It's about knowing our oneness with the God of our being and demonstrating that oneness in all of our challenges, in all of our relationships. It's going deeper and coming up higher in our faith that we are one, that the Christ potential exists in us, and we want to, if you will, Operate, practice the presence. That's what that means, to practice the presence from the consciousness of God. One of the other things that I will recommend to you that has come along my way is, um, and, and this is one of those, it'll be an illustration for you. If you're having a particularly challenging day, go outside. Go outside and be in nature. If you want a clear understanding of God, of, of the beingness of life, not the doingness of life, go and have yourself a walking meditation, if that's what you'd like to call it. And we're not talking with walking with any expectation. We're not talking you have to run. We're not talking anything. We're talking go and be with the experience of being in nature, a collective consciousness of God and connect with that. And the other thing that is very, very important, I think, and all of you probably already do this, uh, is listening. Listening to yourself and understanding your body and what your body is saying to you. Understand your intuition and what the God of your being may be directing or guiding you to. And I'll close with a, a, a story from my own younger days of, of ministry. And it's like this. And it talks about the story, uh, how I was not authentic. I didn't have an intention other than one that was self-centering. And here's the story. I had spent six weeks training to be in silent unity to answer the phones. This is silent unity. How may I help you? 
And a, a lady got on the phone, and she told me what her um, challenge was that day. And I, I listened, and I was so wanting to get to the point to, to pray with her. And I did, and after she was finished, I prayed with her. And here is the part that I will never forget and always remember. She said to me very clearly, you didn't listen to me. That's not at all what I wanted you to pray for. Now, that's a big story about what do you come to your prayer work with? What is it? Is it authentic? And do you have an intention? And are you bringing just the problem into your prayer work and not understanding that you're coming from a consciousness that's all good, that's all God? And are you allowing God to be present in your prayer practice? Or are we still looking at God out there and me over here? Just a couple of questions, just some reflection. But I happen to think that here and now is the time to take a new look, a fresh look at our prayer practice, at our prayer experience, and who we have come here to be. God bless you. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate your donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.